are now listening to The Horseshoe Huddle with your host Cody Felger and special guest Will Carroll. Welcome back to The Horseshoe Huddle. I'm Cody Felger, your host. So I want to talk about Andrew Luck first. I want to talk about this injury. I want to talk about how he hasn't thrown yet. I know a lot of fans are concerned about this. And I want to get an expert on here to talk about this to help us understand as fans kind of where Andrew Luck is. Looking forward just at him, um, just looking at his rehab, just looking at everything Andrew Luck related. So on with me now, I have Will Carroll, at Injury Expert on Twitter. Hey, what's going on, boss? We'll get right into it then. First off, obviously... You know, last year, Andrew Luck had his surgery. Um, can you kind of take me through, like, what does that surgery look like, first off, the usual timetable? Yeah, yeah with, with uh, labrum surgery, there, there's uh, a lot of ways it can actually go. And with him, it was a posterior approach, which basically just means they went in through the back. Okay. Uh, normally, or more commonly, uh, it's an anterior approach where they come through the front uh, because more of the damage is in the front. Uh, with his, the, the tearing where the labrum had actually come away from the bone, where there was both fraying and a separation, was more towards the back. Again, this isn't unusual, this isn't unprecedented, it's just more common that it's in the front. So, uh, it's a little more involved, you have to kind of go through more things, and the more things you disrupt surgically, uh, the worse it is. That's why these tend to be uh, so much better in terms of outcomes these days, you don't have to open everything up. Uh, you disturb less when you're going in with a couple small arthroscopes. Once in there, they're going to clean up as much of the damage. They take out some debris. There may be some bone. There may be some cartilage. Uh, they basically clean everything down, take the damaged labrum, and pack it back into place, uh, and then tie it down with knots. Now, these, these techniques have improved markedly. Over the last 10 years, there's better anchors, there's better uh, suture material, there's better ways uh, of putting those knots in there so that they don't stick up and irritate things. Uh, and then you close it back up. Now, with a simple labrum operation, you shouldn't have any rotator cuff involvement. Uh, if you think back to Cam Newton, he had uh, rotator cuff involvement. Uh, if you think towards uh, Drew Brees, he had a ton of rotator involvement. The labrum was actually secondary. Uh, so you hope there's no muscle damage. You're just going to get atrophy. Uh, you hope that there's no ligament or rotator cuff damage, uh, and there was no indication of that. So that's pretty much the whole thing. And from that point, then you're looking at a, a little while in, in uh, an immobilizer or a sling. Then you're looking at a time where you're, you're doing very light activity. And then pretty soon, you know, relatively soon, you're back into – the rehab process of getting everything going in terms of rowing, and you start building towards it. Now, there's a long time between the start of the rehab process and the, the start of actual football throwing, mm. uh, but it's still a process. And what we never saw with Andrew was that shift from the, the what, what we'll call the medical rehab part to the football rehab part. And when it did, it was extremely late, which indicates something went wrong in that process. There was obviously a change in where he was doing it, which usually indicates there's a change in what he's doing. But we have we really have no indication of what that actually was. Right. And I'm curious now, uh, what, what is the normal, first off, the normal recovery process, 
And then how does, like, the luck injury compare to, you know, I know you've been around injuries for a long time. Um, so how does it compare to, like, other injuries, other surgeries you've seen in the past? Well, every surgery is going to be different, which is why we normally talk about them in terms of ranges. You know, it, when you say four to six weeks, that's not because we don't know. It's because, you know, we don't know about this particular person. We all heal differently. You know, somebody gets a cut. Uh, and another person gets cut, one person's healed up and no scarring, and the other person has a scar you're going to see forever. Mm. We're all individuals. So a lot goes into what it is, but a normal recovery from an anterior, or excuse me, a posterior uh, labrum surgery is normally around six months. So if I said six to eight months, I'd be pretty conservative. A lot of times you're going to hear four to six months, that was the anterior approach, and why we didn't know until well into the process that it had been a posterior approach, uh, or indeed even confirmed who the surgeon was. So there was a lot we didn't know. So yeah, even if we had that little bit of information, uh, people wouldn't have been quite as freaked out about the fact that this was going what appeared like a little longer. Now, that said, we're not talking about six to eight months with, with luck at this point. We're talking about you know, better than 12 and better than 18 until he's actually going to play, or at least we assume so. So, Will, I'm sure you've seen, there's been some rumors recently um, just circulating around Andrew Luck still not throwing currently at this time. Um, he's which, not throwing footballs. Which he's not throwing footballs right now. We know that much. Um, and I know I've seen at least on Twitter some replies and stuff. It seems like Colts fans are sort of getting a little bit nervous. They're kind of, some of them are even, you know, freaking out. I guess I'm curious yeah. your opinion on what do you think's a good time people first off. We'll start here. A first uh, a t- good timetable to see Luck to actually start picking up a football and start throwing? Um, I would like to see him throw on opening day. You know, whatever date that is. Because if he's throwing in March, it's meaningless. There are no wins available for the Colts on March 20th. There's no wins available on G- June 20th. There's no wins available on August 20th. The mm. only thing that counts is you know, sometime in likely early September. So what gets him there? What's the best process to get him there? I don't think it matters now. Once you made it to 12 months, you were going to 18. So what you should be doing now is setting him up for the best long-term success and going to Tom House and making sure that his mechanics are cleaned up and that he can improve what he's doing. Now, let's say he's not 100%. You know, After you come back from surgery, you're not 100%. Drew Brees has often said he was at 85% and still is. But I think we take that kind of 85%. Is Andrew Luck going to have to adjust? Absolutely. Colts fans are likely very uh, you know, conscious of what Breeze went through in his rehab. And they probably remember Peyton Manning having to adjust his mechanics, how slowly everything came back for him. That was obviously a very different injury and nerve-based rather than uh, cartilage-based. Uh, so it's not apples to apples. But that kind of process is what you have to think about. You have to rebuild yourself. You have to get yourself back into throwing. And doing what Andrew's doing, hopefully, is going to give him the, the best long-term chance for success. Right. So you think right now it's more about mechanics, just getting your throwing motion back? you think that's what Luck's working on right now? I think I think it's a little bit about that. Uh, knowing Tom House and Adam Deno and their program, I think what they're trying to do is set him up for the best possible outcome down the line. Now, again, it is absolutely unimportant whether he's throwing a football today. I think, you know, there, there is a little bit 
that we want to know. Uh, obviously, the Colts and the Colts uh, front office is going to want to know, hey, is he coming back at all? Uh, and they thought they had that last year. So do we trust him again? You know, nothing's changing in terms of the people that will be making decisions about that. Uh, that's going to be Chris Ballard and a very, very small amount of people uh, outside of that. Uh, people say, yeah, well, Frank Reich's going to be involved. No, no. There's no indication that the coach, whether it's Pagano or Reich, has ever been involved. There's no indication that, that Mr. Ursay has been involved. Uh, and I think that led to a lot of the confusion because he's – you know, passionate and optimistic, and right. I think people were telling him what he wanted to hear more than uh, anything else. But remember, the medical staff has not and will not, it appears that it will not change. We're going to have the same medical staff next year that we've had for the last, you know, essentially five, six years uh, in most cases, and longer than that in others. So we'll see whether the results change. Uh, I'm not optimistic for that, which is one reason I think why. Uh, luck going outside the house and, and to Tom House uh, is such a positive move. Right. And I'm curious, um, you know this process obviously better than any of us. Um, so what are some hurdles? Obviously we know Andrew Luck has to start throwing first off, but are there any like procedures or hurdles that Luck still has to go through, like big big milestones he has to pass in order to start you know, throwing, like you mentioned, on opening day? Yeah, I mean, he's just got to build through it. Yeah, Anybody that's going to build up throwing, whether they're coming back from the season, whether they're coming back from the injury, uh, you're going you're gonna to see them work up to it. Most of these guys, I just saw something on Instagram, Tom Brady's in Costa Rica. Uh, good for him. Uh, pretty nice life he leads. So, yeah, he's not throwing right now. But there's a point here in a month or so where he's going to be back in L.A. He's going to be back at, with Tom House. Uh, probably right alongside Andrew, so I guess we all better watch that uh, crazy Facebook show. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll have to see exactly where this goes. But I think we have some indications uh, of where it's going to go. And if you, all you have to do is look back at last year. There were not one quarterback that had labrum surgery. There were three. Uh, it, it was Luck, who we all know how that came out. It was Cam Newton, and we all saw how that came out. And people forget Jay Cutler uh, – interestingly, uh, had labrum surgery a little bit before uh, Andrew did and came back. And despite the fact that theoretically he wasn't going to play football, he was ready and had gone through that kind of throwing program, which tells me he was never serious about broadcasting. Uh, If I was Fox, I'd be worried. Um, (laughs) So these kind of programs are what every quarterback does. I mean, if you just talk about the kind of throwing program that Tom House and Adam Detto put people through, uh, you're going to see uh, Brady. Uh, Bortles was there last year. I know Carson Wentz, who will be doing some some very late stuff since he's going to be coming back from the knee as well, which is something that Tom Brady had to adjust to. So mm. uh, you got to feel pretty good about that. There's some other quarterbacks that I hear are coming there, and I'll, I'll wait until Tom announces who's there until those leak out. But, uh, again, uh, Andrew's in very good hands, and he's going to be going through a relatively normal progression once we get – Towards, once we get towards June, I would think, is where you're going to start to see him be a normal player, or at least we hope so, uh, and, and build towards the opening camp. Uh, the one thing I'm not worried about is everybody says, well, he's got to be able to take a hit. I don't think that has anything to do with anything, because you really can't protect yourself from that. Ask Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know, uh, here's a guy who a couple times he's been taken out by collarbone 
which is essentially the same kind of hit. You know, uh, when, when Andrew got hit, what was it, the Titans game, and uh, you know, he fell on his shoulder, if he'd fallen a little bit differently, he might have had a collarbone fracture. And gosh, don't we all wish he had? That's simple. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it's one of those situations where one hit can take out any player. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, think back to Reggie Wayne, that one play that essentially ended his career. Uh, it's really tough to play in the NFL. Uh, so I don't think his risk of taking a hit is any worse than anybody else's. It'd be nice if he took less hits, hint, hint, offensive line. Yeah, no doubt, man. Okay, so I kind of want to shift gears a little bit here and kind of look at the draft coming up in a couple months. I guess I'm curious, first off, um, related to the Colts, um, I know Chris Ballard has often talked about like injuries. Uh, for example, Malik Cooker last year coming off a torn ACL, he took him in the first round. I'm curious your perspective on injuries um, and who you think, like some, who are some top prospects that you think the Colts should definitely, first off, stay away from, and then second off, you think, okay, it's an injury similar to Malik Hooker's, um, we can come back. Connor Williams, for example. Yeah, I'll be honest. I have not done any research into this year's draft. I, I, okay. I know it at a very high level, uh, but since I'm not writing about it on a day-to-day basis, uh, it's just not something I've looked at. So I, I don't even want to guess at some of these, uh, and, and I'm, I'm sorry. Sure. No, no, that's fine. Uh, I guess I'll just I'll just ask you this. What's your judgment on certain injuries and red flags just for anybody um, coming out of college? Obviously, you have to have a medical certainty about it. You know, there, there are some injuries, guys coming off ACL injuries. We know how people come back from ACL injuries. Uh, you know, if you've got a quarterback who's got some, some injuries with their shoulder, you'd certainly worry about that. But if it were, say, a collarbone injury versus a labrum injury, I, I certainly know which one's easier to deal with. The thing I would be worried about are, are injuries that seem to be of no pattern. Yeah, a guy who's had this injury, that injury, and it always seems to be something but unrelated, just doesn't seem like they they can handle it. I mean, over the last couple of years, we've had some real overreactions to injuries, like Miles Jack, who had a very minor injury, uh, who it might have, uh, eventually cost him some years on the back end of his career, uh, but getting him a full round lower than he should have gone was a brilliant move by the Jaguars. They understood the injury, and they went. On the other hand, as much as you want to root for Jalen Smith, there was almost no chance that guy was going to play. And we see him come back. It's darn near a miracle that he's able to get out there at all. But he is not nearly the player they want or need him to be in Dallas. And they took him higher than Jack. So uh, I think what it comes down to is you have to understand the injury. You have to trust your medical staff. uh, And at some level, um, you can take a risk on a player you know, an injured player because of the talent, if you feel you can bring those people through. If I'm a team in the bottom half or even the bottom 10, or let's say the worst over the past decade, I would not put any more workload on a medical staff that already can't handle what they're doing now. So if I were the Colts, I would stay so clear of any injury or injury question as possible because they seem to find them anyway. Yeah. Will Carroll on with us. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Injury Expert. Will, thank you for your time, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right, take care.
Again, you can find Will on Twitter at Injury Expert. You, co- you can also follow me on Twitter at Cody Fogger 55 and all of the Indiana sports coverage Colts team. I'm very proud of the guys. Like Chris Ballard said, I'm just really proud of their hard work. I'm just really proud of how much work they've been putting in, how many hours they've been putting in. Uh, these guys are great. So you guys you should definitely check out our articles at IndianaSportsCoverage.com. And thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs>